Once upon a time, there were two badass women who thought mom brain was complete BS. Then they had babies, became besties, and decided to start a podcast to talk about how they were totally wrong. Welcome to Blame It on Mom Brain. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Blame It on Mom Brain. This is Jodine. This is Amanda, and today we have a little update for you. As we know, Jodine announced that Baby 2 is on the way about 10 weeks uh, before I did. And so I'm following in her tailcoat right now to learn a little bit about what's going on for her with baby number two. But maybe you're listening and you've got baby number one on the way and actually want that play-by-play about what's happening by each trimester. So mm-hmm. we would love um, Jodine to hear from you today to learn a little bit about an update. What's been going on? You're about like, what, 26 weeks at this point. Um, yep. You are in the throes of different scans or appointments that you've created for yourself. And maybe appointments can be like a different episode, but specifically, we'd like to know what you're feeling, how your body is changing. What are you, you know, feeling in the way of maybe nausea or cravings or walking and handling all this with a toddler? Like give us the lowdown on what it's feeling like as your belly's getting bigger and you're really like a little more than halfway through this thing at this point. So trimester two is, it's called the golden trimester, right? Isn't that what they call it? Um, it literally is, yeah. Yeah, because you know you're not too, you don't feel too big yet. You you um you can feel like you eat, can eat whatever you want. Your first trimester symptoms have kind of subsided for the most part, and I would have to agree with that. Again, I I really enjoy being pregnant. I'm really sorry to any of you pregnant folk who are just like struggling through your whole pregnancy. Um, because it can probably be very frustrating to hear from people like me who are like, oh, I love being pregnant. (laughs) Um, um, I really hate my periods. So that's one of the reasons. One of the biggest silver linings. (laughs) I just absolutely love not having a period. It's just like, oh, it's so joyful to me. Um, So that's a huge highlight. In this trimester, there's not that many things to, to get done. You get your um, first ultrasound, some blood work's done in your first trimester, and then around 20 weeks, at least here in Canada, BC specifically, they schedule you for your 20-week ultrasound. Um, and then you also can get the gestational diabetes testing done and a blood work at the same time just to test all your levels. And a couple of doctor appointments or midwife appointments because as you get further along, your appointments become more frequent. And so that's basically all I've done as far as testing. The 20-week ultrasound is really cool. For me, it's way cooler than the first one. <laughs> the first one, I I just find it so like, oh, okay, yeah, you were confirming there is something growing in there. <laughs> yeah, and it looks a bit like a jelly bean. A jelly bean, a little bug um doesn't have a whole lot a tadpole it doesn't have a whole lot of identifiable features Mm -hmm. uh they they, you know the heartbeat is probably the most exciting part for me is like okay there's a heart already like that's neat um and you can see kind of like a little whoosh 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 happening on the screen but the 20 week ultrasound is is looks like a baby like it's cool i think the coolest part about it is the spine i think the seeing the spine um, on this little see-through human in your belly is just so cool to see. I, I, I thought that when she got some really cool spinal shots. Um, and Creed and Neil were able to go to this appointment with me. That's the first ultrasound appointment they'd ever gone to, or Neil had ever gone to. Creed was in my belly in the first ones. I guess she was technically. Creed's been to a couple. 
Um, so that was cool. She actually, um, she yeah, seemed was more concerned when... about me. Okay, yeah, I was yeah. Ask, she seemed. Like, what did she seem like? Yeah, like I was like, look at the screen. There's a baby, but I mean, if you've seen ultrasound scans, they don't look great, right? Let's be real. It's a black and white kind of blurry image. The the tech is kind of trying to explain to you that that's an arm, and you're like, oh yeah, I see it. It's it's an arm. <laughs> um, so it's only certain angles and stuff that actually looks like a human. Um, but so she kept just kind of looking at me because I'm on the bed with you know my shirt up, and she's putting this thing on my belly, and <laughs> she's like, Mama, <laughs> Mama. <laughs> I was like, I'm okay. I'm okay. You can just see she she seems so concerned. Um, so that was really fun. Um, how was it to do that with Neil? Because like you said, it was his first time being at one. Did he like it? What was his feedback? Yeah, he liked it. But then after he was like, the lady just moved the thing around too fast. <laughs> She's like, I wanted her to just hold it still longer. <laughs> that was kind of his complaint. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think she's on a time time schedule, right? Like she can't just sit there and hold it for us for half an hour. Because like, yeah. if you haven't, at least this is how it's worked for me. If you haven't had an ultrasound done, they only invite your partner in for the last few minutes of the appointment because yeah. they they're, they're, they have a job. Their job is not to show you pictures of the baby. The job is to make sure that they get all the accurate pictures that they need for the doctor or, their, or your midwife in order to tell if your baby's healthy and developing properly. So they don't allow um, a partner or any other person in the room until the end. So I am there for half an hour about, but then Neil um, and Creed were in there for maybe like five minutes or something like that. Is that what your experience has been as well? For us, it was the same. And yeah. I did have Will join ultrasounds for Romeo towards the end. I want to say it was about the detailed ultrasound after 20 weeks, or maybe yeah. it was more a little bit later. Um, but he, he did get to come in for, for, for that one. The only one he missed was the very first ultrasound with our first. Mm -hmm. That's the only one he ever missed. The, the 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 clinics we'd been to afterward permitted him with a mask after like after mm. the, like the majority of the appointment. So we're pretty lucky. Like he's just he's been coming to them, and yeah. I was really glad because he he seems to really enjoy being able to watch. Like he finds the tech cool. He finds the experience beautiful. Like he's a very sensitive soul, my man. So he <laughs> he's really in it. Um, this. Uh, for this particular pregnancy, Romeo and Will did come for the very first one. And yeah, at that point, you're looking at a jelly bean, a little tadpole just kind of hanging out in there. The heartbeat is very, really visible. It's really funny to, to see Romeo's face as the as the guy's just like swooping and scanning. And, and Romeo was staring at the screen, like his little mouth was mm. like dropped open a little bit. And he was just sitting on Will's shoulders, like, like a bird perched on a, on, a, <laughs> on a branch. And he didn't say anything. He was super well behaved, just really I think like Curious. he was just observing and absorbing and that's exactly how my boy mm -hmm. is. So it was just really funny to watch his reaction. We were explaining like, this is your sibling. It doesn't look like anything, right? It looks like a freaking yeah. dot. Like this is your sibling. <laughs> like mama has a baby in her belly, like that kind of stuff. And, um, and I don't know, Will thought it was hilarious because when he walked in, did I tell the story about what we, the prank we pulled on Will? About yes, that you did. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm like, Cause I'm like, that's too, <laughs> it's the biggest prank I've ever played in my life. And I'm super <laughs> proud of myself because Will's whole family, they're, they're all about pranking each other. They're all about practical jokes and 
point like poking the bear you know being total pains in the asses with each other and i'm not because i'm such an anxious person that i'm like oh my god what what will happen what will happen to their self-esteem if i squash it like a bond right now with this prank and meanwhile they're just like that is part of how we build each other's self-esteem is by toughening ourselves up with some jokes and laughing at each other Anyway, super proud of my work that day where we pranked him saying that we were getting, we were having twins and we weren't. Um, please listen to that episode if you haven't. But anyway, it, those couple of, of, of experiences have been great. But something that's been cool with this pregnancy as well is that my midwife has an attachment on her iPhone that mm-hmm. allows for her to be able to not just use the Doppler to listen to the heartbeat at these appointments that take place kind of in between all these ultrasounds, but mm-hmm. that act makes her phone act as an ultrasound with the gel with like the the little you know all that stuff on it right so it's like it's very cool that I'm able to see I, I was able to see the little one at like 14 weeks and what it looks like in there bro there's a lot of room for activity at 14 weeks yeah. and they're moving so much it was wild and I find that at 14 th- that they looked like a baby Yes, I was shocked when you showed me the video, like the yeah. difference from the first ultrasound to the to 14 weeks, because usually you don't see around 14, you see around 20. Um, exactly. It looked like a baby. And the it spine, like baby, again, right? the spine, yeah. you can see the spine. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was so wild. So anyway, we've had a couple of, of good ultrasound experiences and, and a few that were, I guess, totally bonus because I had not anticipated to get that little no. one in between. But yeah, so, so far, so good for us. But like, I, I want to talk a little bit about some of the things I've noticed you mentioning within this particular trimester. Okay. So Mm -hmm. you have mentioned that you have felt um, like you're huge. You're like, I'm enormous. I feel Mm -hmm. like, Oh my God, I'm so big, but we all know you're like (laughs) not even scratching the surface of like the end game belly ends of being and feeling like, so how has it been in terms of like the clothing or the feeling in your body or, or even feeling baby in your body. Cause that's something that has happened too, as your belly has grown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I felt baby a week before I felt Creed. Um, so I felt Creed about 19 weeks where I was like quite confident that that's what I was feeling. And then I felt this little one at 18 weeks when I was like, Oh yeah, that's, that was the baby. Um, yeah, that was the baby in there. And this baby moves a lot. I felt, I started feeling, and I had been told this before by other moms I know, but you're just so much more sensitive in there now, I guess, after your body has gone through this before, but you Hmm. feel the movements stronger and more frequent. And I have um, a posterior, is that that? I think that was the front one. It's, It's in the front. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's in the front. Like, and so I wasn't sure if I was going to feel them really strong, but at 26 weeks, I am quite confident this baby is still breech like my first one because it feels identical. Like I feel all the kicks really, really low. It's really hard for other people to feel the movements because the main main kicks I'm having are down in my crotch. crotch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not usually like, hey, put your hand down there. Um, but even if you did, you wouldn't feel it from the outside. It's very internal. Um, and I am feeling them around the top, which I think is the head. Um, very, very similar positioning to Creed. Um, so that's been really neat. I absolutely love feeling the kicks. And I, because it's just such a unique experience. And I, when I was first deciding if I ever wanted to have kids and like seriously contemplating, like, should we have a child? 
it was one of the things I felt like I was going to have FOMO about was Mm. like, I want, like, am I really going to go through life never experiencing this unbelievable thing that, you know, the female body can, can do. And like this, you know, it's not always, it's not an easy thing to go through by any means. Um, but it's just this, like, it's literal magic that is happening yeah. in this, yeah. in your body. And I felt like a bit of FOMO with that. I was like, I don't think I, like, I think, I don't even know how to word this, but I, I want to go through that experience. I'm so curious because like our partners will never know, like, no, you know, like they'll never understand. I was at a rehearsal the other day and one of the women has, doesn't have children. She was like, what does it feel like right now to have, like, what does your belly feel like right now? I was like, it feels tight. I feel, um, I feel the baby moving all the time when we're singing in rehearsal. I feel so many kicks right now, which I, uh, it's because the babies are starting to, um, respond to music and to your voice and to sound and I'm rehearsing in a pretty small space with a full-on orchestra this kid is getting to go to concerts weekly now um so (laughs) it's a pretty cool experience for them come on Um, they should think those tickets (laughs) it makes sense why my my daughter sings so much like she was going to concerts all the time like weekly concerts while she was in my belly and so is this child so um that's been really neat but one of the guys there he's like that doesn't that doesn't sound very comfortable like when I was explaining the kicks and stuff you're like it's not always I was was like I really like it except I I am much more sensitive to my bladder right now I the pressure on my bladder is way more intense in this pregnancy um and obviously the positioning is affecting that as well but like I just have to pee like suddenly, like oh my god! And then when I have to pee, it's not—it doesn't feel like it was an emergency, um, like how much comes out, if that makes sense. But but it's just the amount of pressure being put on the bladder that's like sending the you know the, res- the signals to your brain that's like y- you got to go pee right now, and it hurts sometimes, and sometimes yeah. the kicks are quite uncomfortable mm-hmm. on the bladder. If you, yeah. it's like you have to pee and someone's just poking you in the stomach. Like, that's just rude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but as far as feeling huge and things like that, I think I'm a lot more aware of my stomach this time because um, when, when you're with, when you have your first pregnancy, when you're tired, you just go lay down. <laughs> when you, yeah. when you don't feel great, you just sit down if that's what you feel like you should do or you can just stretch or you can do some like yoga on the floor or whatever it is that you are needing in the moment you can just go and do it but when you're pregnant and you have a basically a two-year-old um you have to sit on the floor and squat and put them to bed and they're kicking you in the stomach and you're just like, ah, you know, like full on defense mode. Like, don't kick mama in the stomach. Remember, baby's in there. Um, and it, it's just a lot more demanding physically and there's no escaping it. If you're tired, like I have to put on TV and tell Creed that, okay, we're going to cuddle now on the, t- on the couch because mama's really tired and I will literally fall asleep while she yeah. watches Miss Rachel on TV because yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I have nothing left to give. Um, so that's been the biggest change for me. And I think why I feel so big is because it's, 
I, you know, I, it sounds really negative, but it's a bit of a nuisance having this thing in the middle of your body when you're having to play with a toddler all day, right? It's not yeah. super convenient to have a sure. pregnant belly. It's like belly. having like a watermelon strapped to you yeah. while trying to bend over and pick up toys. Oh my God. Exactly. So that's been the biggest challenge with with having this second child is the fact that you have a first child that doesn't give a shit about the fact that you're pregnant. Yeah. They're like, so can we go run in circles now? And you're like, bro, I can barely stand. I just want to lie down and watch <laughs> Miss Rachel with you. Exactly. So that has definitely been the biggest change. As far as clothing, I, I, I'm i not going to lie. I just caved and I bought two pairs of maternity pants because of that exact fact is like I, I was wearing all my regular clothes my last pregnancy, but this one, I have to be a lot more agile and I just feel... I don't want anything to be even slightly inconvenient for me at this point. Well, uncomfortable, right? Because uncomfortable. Is un yeah, uncomfortable. Like discomfort is a big thing when you're kind of trailing the toddler, but you have, a, like we said, like a pumpkin strap to your your midsections. It's like, how can you make this like as easy as possible? Is it by wearing jeans that are very clearly too tight and really uncomfortable, or is it by having the ones that have like the mama like elastic pouch that allow you to bend over and They're breathe comfortable. at the same time? Bro, they're very comfortable. Like, why super... are not all of our pants like stretchy up I, there? You know what? I made an Instagram post about this with baby one. I was like, why, why, A, why did I wait so long? Like what pride did I have thinking, holding on to my existing wardrobe? And maybe it wasn't pride, but I just had, I never had been exposed to the joy and comfort of like fitting into your stuff. <laughs> like I, I just didn't know any better. And but a stretchy waistband. This, stretchy waistband. Like I'm, I'm at... 16 weeks like today and I'm already like oh, what am I waiting I'm gonna whip them out I'm just gonna go get them like <laughs> they're in a box they're collecting dust but none of these fit the way that I want yeah. them to like it's like why stay in that awkward middle when you could just graduate to the comfier clothing at this point and the difference for me time-wise is two months so that was something I also considered um, in buying pants is with my first pregnancy I felt kind of like it was a waste of money because by the time I had her which is like three weeks from right now, um, three or two weeks, three. two weeks, three weeks, three weeks from right now, um, I could squeeze, you know, it was fall. It wasn't super cold, but I, so I could wear my long dresses and stuff and kind of just layer up a little bit. And that was quite fine. Um, but this pregnancy, I'm like, it, it could snow <laughs> before I have this child. So I was like, maybe it's worth it to just buy two pairs of pants and a couple shirts that will just stretch me into January. Um, so that's something I took into consideration too, which it will be a big difference for you because you're going to experience all of the winter since you're doing the spring. So you had a fall baby to a spring baby. So these are things you have to consider as well when you're pregnant with your second. And that's also something you have to consider when preparing for your second. Um, you know, we don't really give a shit about gender colors or anything like that, but we do care about warmth. So <laughs> a lot of the clothes you had for Romeo probably won't fit or not fit. Sorry. Um, it won't, it won't be fitting for no, it won't be fitting like um, some of the things like don't get me wrong in my opinion spring isn't hot like I there's still going to be lots of long sleeve stuff and I've held on to tons that are going to be relevant. But, you know, there were there were some things that were like, you know, the full blown like fluffy interior like yeah. pajamas for like a January. really cool January and like it snowed when Romeo was in January he was eight mm -hmm. weeks old and it did snow so 
like all of that made sense. Our first, some of our first walks were in fucking knee deep in snow in Vancouver. So all of it made sense. In fact, I would argue that I was underprepared for the cold that I took him out in. And I know better now, but now I'm not having a, a basically a winter baby, um, even though they were fall. But yeah, so I like I've had to weed out a lot, like a lot of what worked for him. I'm going to give to you for this baby, too, because it makes more sense for mm-hmm. your time frame and you can use them. Whereas now I'm getting a lot of stuff that um, would be relevant for my baby too in a couple of months that you would use in like spring and yeah, stuff like that. It is confusing. So, uh, yeah. When, we're like swapping clothes. Yeah, yeah. When you're thinking about like, if you already have one and like what you're going to keep, mm-hmm. it depends on like, if your baby was born in July and your first one was born in December, it's very almost, different. None of it might it. not be like, yeah, I might not be able to use much. Who did like May 31st and like June 6th, a week apart. And their kids were sleeping in the diapers, bro. They weren't even putting onesies on them. We had a heat yeah. wave. So like, exactly. what am I going to put on this kid? I'm like, nothing. You don't put, you Cheap just wardrobe. Yep. Very inexpensive, <laughs> you know, but you prepare, right? So we definitely had stuff, but it's still like, like, you're just like, I'm not even using half of it. No. And also when you're a first-time mom, you want to put the cute clothes on there. Like, my mom really wanted to put clothes on her so badly. And I was like, oh, whatever. Like, just leave her alone. Like, let her just not be in her diaper. My mom was like, but let's put this cute little ridiculous outfit on her. And I'm like, okay, fine, mom, you you go go right ahead. (laughs) Satisfy grandma sometimes. But, yeah, there's, you know, a couple of (laughs) outfits that we got for Romeo in February. And he was born in November and the outfit said my first Christmas. Uh-huh. I was like, it's February. These don't work anymore. So like just a tip, like if you're buying things for somebody and that think Holidays. about the age of what the kid is going to be for when you buy it. Cause just cause mm-hmm. the outfit says my first Halloween, my first Christmas, my first whatever, like, doesn't mean that when like they have to be that age for that to make sense. Otherwise that person is just going to give that away to someone whose kid is closer <laughs> yeah. to that actual time. Yeah, I know it can be really relevant. And I want, to do an episode in the future of how we are preparing for baby number two versus baby number one because Mm -hmm. I know when I was pregnant with Creed right now I was nesting so hard um I was preparing everything and and it's when you're you're starting and I highly recommend this if you're pregnant with your first because you don't own anything um I don't think you probably don't um you're you're the most comfortable you're the most active you have the most energy to start making those lists and I don't know if you're like us you're gonna comb Facebook marketplace and (laughs) get um all the money on because this shit's expensive or you're gonna start making that registry and um asking people that love you very much to help you pay for all the expensive things that you need for this baby and it's a great time to do that Um, um, because soon you're going to be much bigger and much more uncomfortable. And with baby number two, there's a lot less of those things that you have to do. Um, but I, I definitely am feeling that nesting vibe and the few things that I do need to collect. I'm thinking about them now. I have a drawer like already nesting, for baby number two. Like, do you feel like you're nesting a bit earlier then? Like, would you, cause Not I really. do, I feel like, I feel like I am like, I'm in yeah, like, but a you just moved. Ex- yeah, I feel like your true. nesting is also like you just wanting to be comfortable in your own house. That's not true. it's not even that's baby true. specific, right? It's sure. like it's house and moving countries and getting a new space where we did all of that in April right before we found out or no I, I can't remember if I found it in this house or not. No, I found out in this house. Yes. We found yeah. it after we had moved. So There's no way um, you found out in the other house. <laughs> 
No, no, that doesn't make sense. So I found out once we had moved. So we basically did that whole like complete decluttering of our life. <laughs> so there's not much in our house to change. Um, so no, I'm not really nesting in the house in that sense. Creed already has a room. I'm very honest with myself that this baby's going to live in my room for the first five, six months, um, probably in my bed because I co-slept with Creed for five months. So again, these are all things I'm thinking about. Um, and the thing, the main thing I will say without diving too deep into it, because I don't really understand what I'm doing yet is I am thinking about my birth for the second. And I'm thinking about what I do with my child, my first child, my firstborn. How am I going to introduce her to her sibling? Um, how long, you know, am I going to bring her to the hospital? Am I going to, you know, all those types of things I'm starting to think about because that is not something you had to consider with the first one. So that is something very different. Um, and I would love to dive into that a little bit more once I feel like I have a clearer vision. But I will say at the end of trimester two, those are things that I'm thinking about now. Um, because before it's just, it's too far out to prepare for that kind of thing. Um, you don't know what your body's going to do, how your body's going to react. If this baby stays in this breech position, I will end up having a second C-section regardless. I'm not going to have a choice. Um, and I'm still trying to figure out my creedy pie situation and what she will be doing and where she will be going and how will I introduce her to this baby? You know, like some people say that you get a gift for your firstborn, um, I, I don't know. So if you are, if you've been in my situation, Amanda's will be in this situation 10 weeks later for me. Um, please give us your feedback on how you prepared for birth for your second with keeping your first in mind. Um, because I don't really have much input on that yet. I'm still just kind of figuring that out to go with the flow, but I'm also, you know, we're moms now, so we can't just like completely go through the flow, go with the flow. We yeah. have to be very aware and conscious of things. And, um, we have a lot of humans to take care of and soon for, I also realized the other day, like my grocery bill, your grocery bill is going to skyrocket in a couple of years. <laughs> oh, I'm not even looking forward to it. I, like oh already, that's, it's that's one of my biggest fears is the grocery yeah. bill. <laughs> like groceries were already really expensive, and don't get me started because we were a pretty formula heavy family. Like, thank God. At first, I was like, no, no formula, and then I was like, thank goodness for mm -hmm. formula. Thank goodness, my kid drinks formula, and it can support me and supplement for the fact that my breast milk did not come in as strong or as much as I had prayed and hoped. Be, like because the bill is crazy like it's you have to factor paying for that and we've spent a lot of money on formula for Romeo so I know my house will be stocked with formula I will not make that mistake that I did with Romeo of having nothing so yeah like we're already factoring like okay well my kid isn't potty trained yet so we're we will have two sets of diapers unless unless by spring quite like a few months left yeah. yeah, we have quite a few months left. He'll be two and a half. It feels like it'll be, it might make more sense for him around then. So um, we're, we're still dabbling with it now, but we're like, okay, there's going to be diapers. There's going to be formula. Like Romeo eats like a linebacker when he is hungry. So it's like, I, you know, there's lots to mm -hmm. consider grocery wise <laughs> and, and it's fruit. really not for kids and fruit. fruit. Oh They're like God. foraging bears. I can't even believe <laughs> it. And fruit is so expensive right now. It's very challenging. I, I will say just with the milk um, topic, 
just to wrap up here, one thing I have noticed in my own body and I was curious about was that fact that I breastfed Creed until 20 months and I was pregnant when I was breastfeeding her. I stopped breastfeeding her successfully. If anyone has has listened to my breastfeeding journey and trying to freaking stop with this toddler that was very against stopping, um, I succeeded. I did stop and I didn't understand how my body was going to transition from like be like breastfeeding to becoming pregnant, stopping breastfeeding while pregnant, and then like my breast making milk again to prepare for the second. Mm-hmm. You know, like I thought that was an interesting process and I'm sure everyone goes through this differently, but it I, I don't think my milk production has ever stopped. Um so this is definitely a TMI thing, but I get little bits of um almost like it's almost like lint on your clothing but it's like on my nipples. That's kind of the only thing I can describe it as. It's little micro particles of um, milk that my body is excreting that it kind of dries up. So if I take my bra off, it almost feels like there's like little bits of milk that I have to brush off. Brush off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, It definitely sounds like lint. Yes. it kind of sounds like I have linty nipples. Uh-huh. Linty nipples, <laughs> things we didn't know to look forward to with baby two. Excellent. So that that never has really stopped. But I have noticed that my milk, because I did try to express it one day in the shower because, you know, we're weird women and we try these things. Curious. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, I am producing colostrum now. Mm, so at yep. 26 weeks, it is yellow. Mm-hmm. So it is no longer that white creamy milk. And I'm mm-hmm. talking a very small, small, small amount. Um, but it is it is colostrum, 100%. It's that liquid gold. And I've been seeing a naturopath. I, I'd love to talk about this in the future as well. But she actually mentioned to me, um, maybe this pregnancy, since I am already producing it, I could do some colostrum uh, collection for yeah. the second child. I don't think you were able to access donor milk, right? Uh, no, there was you could. I I was able to. Formula. Yeah, yeah, I was able to get donor milk. Um, but if I already have some amount of, I mean, if you haven't had a baby yet, babies need so little food in the first couple days. Like their bellies are the size of like, what is it? The first day, it's like a a cherry pit. No, cherry pit. Yeah, a cherry pit. So you can think yeah. about how much actually goes in there and if it's colostrum it's it's very very dense food that you're giving them but I would not start uh, collecting colostrum until the last uh, few weeks of my pregnancy so don't think that like I'm gonna start collecting colostrum now but I just wanted to throw that out there because that was something going into the second pregnancy I was super curious about how this process would work with my body um, how the milk production would change I'm just a milky gal. So um, yeah, that's kind of how it's gone for me. me milky gal. I'm going to get nipples. you a t-shirt that says milky gal and it's going to be right on your boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a milky gal. Um, milky but anyways, gal. that's basically what I have to share about the second trimester um, of of my pregnancy. And it, just pregnancy in general is it's just a TMI topic, isn't it? Like <laughs> Everything yeah. is just you're like, listen. Do you, you're gonna know about my lint nipples and my <laughs> Milky Ways, my Milky Ways, my Milky <laughs> like, Ways. 
there's no real like other way to go about it, but we have to talk about it. But no, thank you for sharing this. It's cool because sort of similar to our first, um, I, you know, you have a couple of weeks on me with Romeo, which is two weeks, but now yeah. I've got a little bit more of a buffer. So it, it kind of gives me like a little bit of time to repair. Like I'm really eager to hear about, and we'll talk about items and products and stuff on another episode, but I'm eager to hear about the bassinet changes you're making yeah, sure. and how that works for your family and, and just all sorts of different things that, that we are doing differently. So we're going to discuss this, but um, it helps me kind of feel like, so what's coming next? Can you give me a heads up yeah. on what I can expect? And, and, and hearing these episodes for people who are expecting for the first time and or who are in the throes of adding to their existing um, little one's circle of besties, then we'd, you know, we're, this is hugely helpful. So we look forward to sharing more with you. Again, we're going to have topics on different types of appointments that um, Jodine has been exploring. We're also going to discuss different types of products and ways in preparation that Jodine and I are, are are practicing for baby two, the needs, the wants, the what we got rid of, and we're not even looking back, like those kinds of things. So stay tuned. Make sure you share Blame It on Mom Brain with a mom who's thinking about expecting, expecting already, expecting a second or third time even to someone who has little ones who are on the older range, but maybe never had the girlfriends to talk about these very open, honest topics <laughs> with, because truly that's how you help us um, grow our community. And we would love if you could head on over, if you love what you're hearing, we'd love if you could head on over to Spotify or Apple podcasts and um, leave some five-star reviews for us. That way the platforms know to suggest us to people who are interested in topics like motherhood and um, we would be so grateful if you could pass that on so thanks so much for sharing jodine thanks for tuning in to blame it on mom brain and we'll see you next time thanks everyone bye-bye I swear. I know. <laughs> <sighs>